Mind of Man, Mind of God, number 44, June the 10th, 2007. It's a feast of the solemnity of the most holy body and blood of Christ. What a good name. Hi, Dave. That sounds uh, rather uh, impressive, and I'm not sure if I'm up to talking about something, so um, whatever there. I know. It's imposing. Do I have to be solemn when I'm talking about this today, or...? <laughs> That'd be different. <laughs> I could try that. You could try that. That'd be a whole new experience for us all. I don't know. All right, I'm good. How are you? I'm I'm pretty good. Going on, going on. I should. I, I guess we shouldn't say stuff like that. Like, what what your plans are, right? I don't care. Okay. You're I, going on vacation. Huh? Yeah, a little bit. I'm gonna go talk to your mom, maybe. Uh, tell her I'm. Are being good, okay? You want me to lie to your mother? Well, I do it all the time. <laughs> I guess so. But we'll see. It'll be an interesting experience. I haven't seen you in a good 15, 20 years. Probably haven't seen her in 25, 30 years. She has some new pictures of me. Of, well, I don't know if they're new pictures, but some pictures of me hugging a cactus. <laughs> At least the, you know. But didn't that hurt? No, I, I always, I always kind of said that's, you know, my metaphor for my relationships. You know, me hugging cactuses. It's yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just not going to go there. <laughs> 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 but anyway. All right. So what? What? You know, we're talking about the body of Christ, blood of Christ. What, what? What is this all about? Or as they say in Canada, a boot. What's it a boot? What's it a boot? Yeah. Oh no, Dave. Good day, eh? I don't know. Poser. I mean, you look Poser at the. What's the boot? <laughs> so, so I'm looking at the readings. Just why not? Yeah. And the first one, Melchizedek, bread and wine. That's mildly random. I think this was, you know, that had to do with. Uh, see, Melchizedek was a random interloper, sort of. He's he's a priest of the Most High God, but you don't hear about him. It's like it was like and like he was a a foreigner who jumped in and became a priest and took the bread and wine, which were supposed to be holy and nobody could touch it unless you're holy. And here's this random guy suddenly he's a priest and he can do it. And they're all good with this. I don't know. That's wild. Hmm. But I guess you know. But that means we are a priest forever in the line of Melchizedek, which means that we're random people. But you know, <laughs> maybe authorized anyway because God said so. So we're all we're all priests then. Is that what you're saying? Kind of. Huh. And my and mom will be so proud. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> and then what? And then you get more bread and bread and wine happening. Yes. Uh, that's the what is this? First Corinthians. Cup of the you know new covenant is the blood and blah blah. And then the gospel is about how Jesus fed everybody with uh, loaves and two fish. Oh, the loaves and fish is right. Yeah. So if we put all this together, our brains explode and we don't have any idea. No, wait. Um, <laughs> you know, we're being fed. It's about how we're being fed by the bread and Bert. wine, a.k.a. body and blood of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. which which is true. I mean... You know, that's one of the two good sacraments, allegedly, the Eucharist and penance that you can just have every day if you wanted it. Right. You know. Right. 
the rest of them you can't have so often, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, you can't have marriage every day, can you? No. <laughs> and who'd want to? Who'd want to? <laughs> you, you can have the sacrament of healing more than once. A lot of them are, you know, allegedly one yeah. time only, but... Well, confirmation you only do once, do you? It's true. Unless Baptist you get kicked out and they have to be confirmed again. Or? Mm, I don't think they do that. Yeah. I think you get that indelible mark on your soul, don't you, Dave, that you know doesn't go away? <laughs> oh, I I thought that was something else. But. Yeah, you get several of those for each of the, you know... Uh, oh, I see. Okay. You know, sacraments of, I don't know, of indelible marks. <laughs> Got a few of those, I think. So, but um, but, but I had a curiosity about this. Is just speaking from a modern person's perspective on this. This whole thing about eating the body and blood. I, now, don't take this the wrong way, but there's something a little cannibalistic about that whole idea, isn't it? Isn't there some underlying? If you think about it, we're talking about you know somebody that became human and and then we're eating the body and drinking the blood. And, uh, something about that imagery is a little disturbing. Disturbing to me, yes, I would have. Yes, it was disturbing to you know the early Christians too, some of whom left because of that. Really? Yeah, that's actually in the Gospels or Acts or something where they say this, you know, and 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 they said that, and the people, I think these are that's in the Gospel actually, and they say, and they couldn't handle the teaching, and so they had to leave. And I think that's where Jesus says, and are you going to leave me too? And they said, where are we going to go? But, um, yeah, it's kind of disturbing, but I've actually thought before about it, and you go, actually, it's pretty an amazing, uh, I don't want to say, you know, allegory, because, you know, it's a sacrament, but but the whole concept is, you know, I'm eating the body and blood of Christ, and therefore... It be, I become the body of Christ, which fits it because, you know, its nourishment becomes part of my body. So part of me is, you know, I am what I eat, sort of. And so then that happens, and then and then that fits into the bigger imagery of, you know, we are the body of Christ, and, you know, not everybody can be a hand or a foot or something. And, right. But right. it's it's all works together really well if you, you know, like... A smart guy must have thought of this plan, you know. Sure, sure. <laughs> but, but yeah, you know, if you get if you get right to the literal part of it, how can I eat your flesh? You know, then I'm a cannibal. Eh. Right, right. I mean, it, it. I mean, by its its very uh, inception, there's a symbolic aspect to it in that uh, you're listening to the words, and then that becomes eating to some extent. And and you have the sacrament itself, but there's other there's other ways that you're eating, quote unquote eating. I mean, just the word of God, listening to it, and right, you're feeding your brain too. Body. What feeding your brain too? And yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so that that's interesting. I, I I suppose it works on a lot of different levels. It, it, uh, it is, so. and and it, yeah, and what also just occurred to me as you're saying that is, you know. You get these, which I, I just thought of, and I go, well, this is kind of odd. You know, you get um, fundamental Christians, you know, mm-hmm. like who aren't Catholic. We say, right, that, yes, it's uh, whatever the hell you call that, <laughs> transubstantiation, right, where it truly sure. becomes the body and blood of Christ, which is what it says, 
right in the Bible. Right. <laughs> and yet the the Protestants who are all about well that's what it says in the Bible reject that. <laughs> I mean they say, Oh, it's not really it's it's too hard of a reading to say, Yeah, we can't say it's that because you know that'll be you know, weird and disturbing. So it's you know, when you go to their church they don't say this is Jesus, they say this is a representation of what happened kind of a thing. Mm. And you go, mm -hmm. which is really almost hypocritical that they'll say other things. Well, absolutely. What, and when you go, that's just an image, you know, you know, <laughs> like a simile or a metaphor or something to describe what was happening. Whereas, like, we're opposite from them. You know? Mm -hmm. They, they want to make the similes absolute and the absolute similes. And I'm going, that's just nuts. Anyway. I, well, one thing I think with that just sort of occurring to me is that it's really the interpretation of what you mean when you say the body of Christ or the, bo the blood of Christ. If we're totally thinking of it in human terms, I have a body and I have uh, blood, let's say, uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's what is being referred to when you're saying body and blood of Christ. I mean, you'd be talking about spiritual body or something much more esoteric in some sense. Well, I know, Dave, but that's what I'm saying. They just opened a museum in northern Kentucky. Have you heard about this? No. The Creationist Museum? Oh, yeah, yeah, I did hear about that. Yeah, where they say... How, oh, you, how proud you must be. I know, but I'm saying... So they're saying, well, the Bible, you know, the world... Oh, the evolutionists are crazy. They say that dinosaurs were here millions of years ago. That's crazy because the world is only 4,000 years old because the Bible says so. <laughs> you know, they, they make that literalism, but they won't make this one. <laughs> what, what is, I don't, you know, anyway. I hear you. I hear you. But I, I guess that what, I'm, what I think, what I was trying to say is that I think the, the uh, resolution of this thing, to some extent, is to have a more encompassing view of what you mean when you say the body of Christ. Uh, you, you don't have to, like, think that body necessarily just means cells like I'm talking about. It can mean something else and, and still and still be consistent with the doctrine, I would think. Yeah, you know, you can do a lot of things, but, I mean, you don't want to hedge your bet too much because then you water it down. On the other hand, you know, you don't want to be insane. <laughs> yeah, right, of course. Although, but speaking of insane, see, that brings me to my other article I was going to mention. Okay. You know, it's, it's in our diocesan... Uh, you know, newspaper, and it's all about uh, anti-Catholicism, the last acceptable bias in modern America. And this was written by some guy, <laughs> actually in the Long Island Catholic Diocese of Rockville Center, New York. I don't even know where that is. I'm guessing that's Long Island is on an island right in New York City. Something? Isn't that where that is? Yeah, I think it could be. Sounds familiar. I don't know. Anyway, the guy's ranting about how you know, you can, you can't diss anything else, but you can diss Catholics, and everybody goes okay. And 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 the thing that he that kills me is is his major example is Billy Joel, right? Uh, Only the good die young. Yeah. And he says, consider some of the lyrics. Come out, Virginia, don't make me wait. You Catholic girls start much too late. You know, well they showed you a statue and told you to pray. They built you a temple and locked you away. The stained glass curtain you're hiding behind never lets in the sun. I mean, 
you got a nice white dress and a party on your confirmation. <laughs> you got a brand new soul and a cross of gold, right? I'm, and I'm sitting here going, you know, this is a song. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not against bashing anybody, you know, for their religion, and particularly me, but this just seems stupid, you know? <laughs> I, I want to bash this Catholic for writing this article. <laughs> yeah, what do you think? He's taking a little... T- Seriously? That's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. And if I think about it literally, the lines he's upset about are that Catholic girls aren't as slutty as the other girls. Why should I be offended by that? <laughs> I mean, isn't that what I want in theory for my girls to... And the fact that, you know, the Catholic people, they told you all this stuff and they kept you from doing me randomly. I think I'm good with that. <laughs> I don't think I'm offended by that image of the Catholic Church, you know? Uh-huh. That I'm right. <laughs> telling the girls not to just go, you know, have sex with every guy who wants to because that would be most guys. <laughs> I don't know. It just I just was thought that was stupid. Well, now of course the song to some extent if I recall the song is 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 fostering or promoting the idea, let's say that some of these things that are taught in Catholicism are perhaps a little too strict, a little too this or a little too that. So what do you think of that idea? You know, the whole part of, you know, being (laughs) holy means you're set apart. And the fact that we're too strict for society, well, good. (laughs) I mean, society is too loose. So, you know... I see what you're saying that he's he's saying that you know we're fanatical one way, mm-hmm. and obviously some people are, yeah. like, like this guy. <laughs> but he kind of he kind of proves the point of the song in some sense. Uh, I guess so. That's kind of what I'm saying. That you know I don't know. I just thought it was irritating. So I'm yeah. Just, you know. Well, I I think generally people take things a little bit too seriously. Anyways, I mean they're that. His, what he's bringing up, anyways, there's a lot of this sensitivity about my beliefs and your beliefs and what have you, and uh, the fact of the matter is, if you live in a multi-plural society, I mean, people are going to have comments about what you do. That's that's just what goes along with that. Or you could live in wherever, someplace where everything is homogenous and no one says the wrong things and people are punished for saying it. I mean, that's 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 a lifestyle you can have as well. I'm not sure if I would want that. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting to be there because I've done that, sort of. Mm-hmm. Only in the sense that, you know, like, here, I'm of German descent, right? Yeah. <laughs> and here it's all odd. Well, when I went to Germany, it was just interesting so that all these people, you know, you know, I said my name is Reiner, and everybody went, oh, okay. Right. As opposed to here where they go, what? How do you spell that? What is it? I mean, it was. there's a certain level of comfort being amidst your own. Sure. <laughs> but sure. like you're saying, but, you, but then if you think that, yeah, it's the only way or something. You know, I don't want to, I mean, I guess the Germans are a good example of that, right? <laughs> to say, well, yeah, they, they tried that a couple times there. Exactly, but then. That didn't oh, work out so good for anybody. Yes. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying, you know. Uber mentioned, you know, racial cleansing is the answer. I'm just saying that, you know, having a community of like 
souls isn't a bad thing either. So. Oh no, no. <laughs> but but what which brings us to the larger issue if we're talking about the the body of Christ and some of the some of the readings that the idea that everything is part of the whole. There's this artificial idea that your adversary or your opposite is not part of you, know, you as well, and everything is part of everything, which I have a quote here or something. Okay, here's from Meister Eckhart. Let me just read this thing. Our salvation depends upon our knowing and recognizing the chief good, which is God himself. I have a capacity in my soul for taking in God entirely. I am as sure as I live that nothing is so near to me as God. God is nearer to me than I am to myself. My existence depends on the nearness and presence of God. He's also near things of wood and stone, but they know it not. If a piece of wood became as aware of the nearness of God as an archangel is, the piece of wood be, would be as happy as an archangel. For this reason, man is happier than the inanimate wood, because he knows and understands how God is near him. So, I mean, it's this idea that God is in everything, and God is in Billy Joel, even. Uh, even? <laughs> perhaps this writer needs to be reminded of that fact. Perhaps. And and does this relate to foosball in any way, Dave? Well, I would I would say so, and in, in the fact that when you simply look as your enemy, you look at the person across as separate from you and distinct. In some sense, it makes it harder for you to do what you need to do, rather than seeing the opposite as something other than you. You could see it as part of a whole greater whole that is the foosball game and foosball is part of the universe and then everybody plays a part by playing your part to the best extent that you can you do your part in the universe just like the other part is the other side is doing their part and as I my adversary is doing something different from me that I don't understand or can't stop I should take a minute and see what he's doing because maybe I can learn something from that and incorporate it into, you know, my game. Exactly, Mundo. <laughs> well put. All right. Well, Dave, we're out. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good whatever vacation. Yeah. I'll, I'll be. We'll be back next week, probably. Right. Uh. Yeah. All right. In Bass Station. Yeehaw. Hey, you can okay. get your, you can get your mom on. Isn't she coming out to see you? <laughs> yeah, let's see. When's she leaving? Well, we'll see. Maybe we can get her on there. Or or, or your sister or somebody. <laughs> okay. I'll see what I can do. All right. All right. Ciao. You can make it. Shoot it. Mommog.com.